It's the matchup presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. That's Jeff Feinberg. Valero, Texas Open. We are post WGC Dell Technologies match play. Thank God, because my bracket, I couldn't get rid of it fast enough. As Jeff and I were talking off air about our win tickets, didn't quite make it to the finish line. But Billy Horschel did uh, to get his sixth win. On the PGA Tour course, Joel Damon got his first down at the Corrales uh, Invitational down there. Joel Damon in the field uh, this week down in San Antonio as uh, this is a tournament, the Valero Texas Open, Jeff, that has drawn a good field. We've got uh, late additions, Spieth, Finau, Hideki. Here's Scheffler, who finished second last week. Not bad here for TPC San Antonio. Not bad the week before the Masters, a week after a WGC, which was a couple weeks removed from a player's championship. So better than I, I thought. I mean, better than the Honda, at least of a couple weeks <laughs> <Yeah>. ago, right? <laughs> That's for darn sure. This is a better field uh, than the Honda. It's a better field than the Corrales. Not quite the WGC, but we do got some guys here. And we've got a tough golf course, uh, AT&T. The Oaks course, uh, TPC San Antonio. I've been there many times. We used to have an academy there, tour academy, back in my PGA Tour days. And uh, I've I've played the course, the two courses. The Oaks course was designed for the PGA Tour, and then the other one for PGA Tour champions. And it's interesting, Jeff, because when you play the golf course, um, you know, it can, it can, it's gettable, right? But then it can play so difficult too, depending upon the win. We've seen scores. Uh, Corey Connors was 20 under back in 2019, but we've seen a lot of 10, 11, 12 win this as well. Forecast calling 10 to 20 miles an hour, high 60s. This golf course is going to play pretty tough there, uh, AT&T Oaks course. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. We've seen some crazy stuff here over the years, Travis. Travis, I remember a couple years ago where I think literally two guys like DJ and Ortiz were just a couple guys that finished – uh, maybe even in like the top 50 from one of the waves, like weather will be a factor. Waves mm -hmm. can literally get blown out of this thing. There was a four stroke discrepancy. I, I think it's the year Charlie Hoffman won, but it wasn't too long ago. Um, so it, 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 you don't really think of it going into it as a DraftKings, you know, weather, um, weather wave week, but, but it is, seems to play a big factor here. There are the drivable par fours, but, there are about four of them over 450 yards. So certainly uh, with hazards and this course can get you. Yeah. I think it was uh 2016, right? Hoffman uh, one here, I believe. Yeah. 2016. So yeah. Weather's a factor. Anytime you're in Texas uh, that win, they can call for 10 to 20. There's times that I've stood on that golf course and the wind's blown so hard that I was thinking, I don't even know if I really want to play this golf course right now and the forecast was calling like for 10 to 15 so it can change uh in a hurry on that property it's quite the property too nice resort there big old uh water park but you get on the golf course and it's real business and it's real business for i gotta i gotta start this before we get into uh breaking this down because we're going to touch as many players as we can in the field there's 144 of them it's hard to get to, it's hard to get to all of them in a short period of time but we're going to try but your boy ricky fowler i know you love him this is a big week for him, Jeff. He's got to get a win if we're going <laughs> to see him in Augusta. What do you think? 
I'm nervous. I'm not <laughs> expecting anything. I'm not expecting anything. That's oh. where we kind of are, Travis. Unfortunate. I was really happy in like small spurts how things happened for him at the Honda, uh, battling through it. Uh, but but Saturday was a disaster when things. When he makes one bogey now, I'm worried we're in for four in a row. Like, that is literally what has happened. There are nice moments in the round, but but it it evaporates quickly, and he gets himself on a train, the bogey train going the wrong way. It's it's a big week. It's going to – a lot might be made of him missing the Masters. It already has. Uh, It probably will continue to be so. I'm – I'm, I'm not, nervous. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it because yeah. it's just gonna it's gonna be very polarizing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm nervous. We're gonna too. get we're gonna get to Masters Week. Yeah. And I don't think we're gonna be talking about Ricky. It's Masters no. Week. There's gonna be a board to talk to. But this weekend, I feel like as a proponent of him, as a fanboy, I am going to have to eat a lot of it, even if he, whether he's making the cut, not making the cut, contending, not contending. In terms of this field, it's really like the second biggest storyline, like after just DJ being there, and I guess Spieth looking to break through with a great opportunity. It's the third biggest storyline in the field, arguably. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, no, no Spieth at the WGC or no Ricky Fowler, of course, at the WGC. And uh, here he is. He's got to get a win to get into the Masters. So let's get to it. We've got a lot of guys to cover. Uh, the way it's going to work here, we're going to go through each layer here starting with the highest value which is eleven thousand slash ten thousand we'll get into these five names and then we'll go to the nines then we'll go to the eights and the sevens and the sixes and then at the end we'll give you kind of our key pick and we'll go against each other in a head-to-head matchup at the at the each uh, each one of these levels towards the end but there's certainly a lot of guys that we like certainly a lot of guys that we don't like at this golf course, uh, ball striking certainly going to be a premium here, as it always is, stroke scan approach, but you better keep in front of you off the tee as well. And uh, these Bermuda greens, uh, someone's going to have to make some putts to capture this title. So let's start here, highest level. We've got uh, 11,000 slash 10,000 DJ, no surprise, world number one coming in. 11,800, there's Finau at 11,000 Beef number three on the board. That didn't take long. 10,700. There's Scotty Scheffler, another uh, Texas Longhorn. Great outing last week at 10,400. And then Hideki uh, at 10,100. Let me ask you this, Jeff. You think DJ, he's already forgotten about the antics there of Kevin Na uh, on Friday? Yeah, I think he <laughs> forgot about it pretty pretty quickly. I mean, by the rules, Nah did nothing wrong. So I can't argue that. And people are like, what did Nah do wrong? Nothing like by the written letter of law, he did nothing wrong, but I, I'm still not impressed. No, I didn't like it either. I didn't like it either. He, he chose, <laughs> he chose to make an example out of the world. Number one, out of a tenant. Meditated <laughs> to a certain extent. Cause there was t- like, he's like, no, watch, I'm going to get him. Yeah. There was probably an incident on an earlier hole where Dustin like was probably very liberal with it. And then Dustin must've really annoyed him. Um, but I don't want to come down too hard on not Travis because the overall package that is Kevin Nah, I think is a great part of the weekly TV show yeah. that is PGA tour golf. Even if he is in like 40th place in an event, like, so I do, I, you know, he's going to win in his events and 
I, overall, I'm a big fan of Nah, but I don't like I don't like um, that. I yeah. don't like that. And DJ represents some interesting conversation this week because we weren't expecting to have to debate him. He obviously didn't like how things have gone for him recently. Made the late commit to the Valero. Now he's here. And in any aspect of DraftKings, you got to be, or in being involved in this tournament, you're kind of paranoid he's going to win by a dozen strokes. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I'll lead us off here. The top two, DJ and Fina, I'm going to pass on both of these guys. Um, you know, DJ, I was talking to his coach um, last week, and one of the things that DJ struggled with the last maybe month or so is this new driver. You know, these guys get the new driver in, their, band, their vendors, you know, they want them to play the newest. And they get the old one dialed in. DJ's been kind of fighting that just a little bit. Um, and he's been fighting the putter. Rumor has it there's now another putter that's thinking about being put into the back. So you, you kind of go through this with DJ where he kind of wrestles around a little bit. And then he just finally says, this is what's going to happen. Then off he goes, right? We know he just starts rattling off wins. I think DJ obviously defends at Augusta soon um, next week. I think he's kind of dialing a couple more things in. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on the 11-8. Um, with him, but I'm going to move it down here. You know, with Finau coming in, things have seemed to kind of cool off just a little bit. We saw that run three seconds in a row. Um, he should have won the Genesis. I know, well, I think both of us had win money on him that week. And he just seems to kind of has maybe calmed down just a little bit. You know, things have, have, have gotten a little bit uh, on the cooler side. Obviously, both these guys can ball strike. They've got the length. They can go. Um, but the guy I'm kind of leaning on here is, is Scheffler. I think he'll come in, continue to play well. He looked fatigued to me, Jeff, on Sunday, yeah. as did Billy Horschel. That's a lot of golf, seven rounds. Um, Scheffler, I think, has worked out the iron game a little bit more. I don't like that left shot, but a lot of that is fatigue. And, um, you know, with Spieth and Scheffler, both your uh, Texas Longhorns, I think both of them will do very well at this venue. Yeah, I totally agree. Of this of this range, these would be the two that I do like. Um, I would play Finau over Dustin, but I'm not playing either of them. Mm. You just worry, Dustin. I mean, he could be working on something and beat this this field by <laughs> one stroke. That's how dominant he is. That yeah. would surprise no one. But like you said, I mean, everyone sort of gets this vibe that every sort of step he takes this week has a different meaning. Now. He shoots a great round Thursday, Friday, and there's a million dollars to the winner here. He's not going to be thinking about the Masters on the weekend if he's in contention to win. I believe that. Um, but I'd rather go in a different direction. For me, it would be Spieth. The, the, the late Sunday tee times are like clockwork now. They're like mm. clockwork now. He got got by Kuchar in a match play. Whatever. I'm not the biggest Spieth fan backer in the world. I, uh, but I see it coming and I want to see him sort of get back up there because while it annoyed me while he was at the top, cause I had money on Dustin at Chambers and Kucha at Burkdale. So maybe that irked me about Jordan. I think now's the time. Uh, and I think he's very live goes without saying to win this week. Um, and because he like guys like Spieth and Finau, it's been so long since they've won. They're really in no position to just have a focus on next week. Mm -hmm. like, like they need to clear their own personal hurdles in many yeah. ways on on weekends. Um, so I think it's full focus to to sort of get a win monkey off their back. I also believe both guys have just as good. Of, well, I shouldn't say that. But both guys are going to be pretty live next week, but. 
give me give me Spieth in this range. Yeah, what about Hideki here? First time here, uh, ten thousand one hundred. He was uh, one two and zero oh at the match play. Missed the cut at the Players. Eighteenth at API. Fifteenth at the World Golf Championship. I God Hideki's such a just. I don't know what the word is. Not awkward's not the word, but you know he's a guy that literally feels like he could shoot 38 on the front and 28 on the back. You know, that he's kind of that kind of guy where he, when he just flips a switch, he can get it going. But I see Bermuda greens and I tend to get a little shaky with Hideki. First time seeing the course, probably going to pass. I don't want to pick on Hideki, but if I'm betting, if I'm in on this range, I am thinking like win Travis, like I want this guy to win and and even as something I debated on my show this week with Pat Mayo, how do you put this? I love Hideki. Fino gets a ton of attention. Spieth obviously gets so much attention for his wind route. Hideki's is going on nearly four years. He's 28 years old. These are supposed to be prime winning years. I mean, you're inside the ropes a lot. These are when those guys, it's like yeah. when it's time to start rattling them off. Not only is he not winning, Travis, he's doing something like Finau at least contends. People can give Xander a hard time. He contends all the time. Mm-hmm. I like to pick on Matsuyama sometimes by acknowledging he doesn't even taste smoke. Like he doesn't <laughs> even taste Sunday smoke. So mm-hmm. like he's going to taste smoke before I think he's going to pop, so to say. And I'm still waiting for him to taste smoke. His best finish recently was Houston. Um, but if you break it down, he finished second. He did have a putt on 18, but that was like a 61-62 Sunday. That was a firecracker. It wasn't like he woke up with weekend tee times thinking I'm going to win. So I'm, I'm actually really down on Hideki at the moment, or more so his pricing, whether it be a gambling or a, a DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, but I would love to see him win. It would be a great story. I, I wonder if he gets the negativity he must be getting such negativity from the Japanese press for this, for this drought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that that's an interesting question. He he certainly looks like he's got the pressure when he's putting. I would love to spend an hour with Hideki and just try to free him up a little bit with his putter. It certainly couldn't hurt because um, that's the club that that holds him back. But as we as we wrap up this, you know, eleven thousand, ten thousand range. The matchup here, I'm going to go with Scotty Scheffler versus your guy's going to be who? I'm going to take Jordan Jordan Spieth here. Um, he showed, I mean, he lasted one less day than Scheffler at the match play. Very similar. They've both been knocking on the door a lot lately. Uh, I think if there's ever going to be a week on this calendar for Spieth, it's, it's going to be uh, this one in front of me. So in this range, well, I'm not, it's not exciting to pick on Scheffler. It's not something I'm looking to do. Uh, I would rather Jordan speed than Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's there. I think they're going to be, they're both going to be there. Uh, both are playing very well. Speed, certainly the better putter. Uh, Scheffler, certainly the better driver of the golf ball. I spoke to his coach on the podcast. Uh, let's see, probably a little over a month ago. And one of the things that Scheffler struggles with in the approach games, he'll get the club face open and then he starts kind of hanging and flipping. Some of the things you saw on Sunday is kind of his deal. And he starts hitting that hard left shot, which is the kiss of death on tour. And I, I'm going to 
chalk it up to a little bit of fatigue because it's been trending pretty good, uh, strokes gain approach as of late. So I think if he can just keep driving the ball the way he is, keep the approach game solid like it was for most of the week um, at the match play, I, I think we'll continue to those feel-good vibes in Texas, which certainly had to feel good to Scheffler. A, there was people out there. B, 95% of them are cheering for him and certainly will be with Spieth. So that wraps up the 11-10K. Uh, Let's move to the 9K now. And uh, certainly a lot of intriguing names here, names in the 9K. And I think there's four names, Jeff, that really jump out to me that have had success here on this particular golf course. The, the saying of horses for courses, we know it's a real thing. Certain skill sets for, uh, fit certain courses. And I look at the last 24 rounds here. I know you use Fantasy National some. I do as well. And it's nice to look at the last 24 rounds here at the AT&T Oaks course. And you start to see this ranking of players who've played very well here. Uh, Corey Connors, obviously, is one of them. He's the last guy to win here back in 2019. Um, he's a terrific ball striker. You look at him, strokes gain total, he's six in the last 24 rounds. There's Ryan Palmer, um, who had a good run last week. He's eighth here in the last 24 rounds on this course. Um, Charlie Hoffman is a guy that has played, obviously, very, very well here, past champion. He's third in strokes gain total in the last 24 rounds. And then there's Matt Kuchar. Uh, he's played this golf course very well. He certainly wasn't playing good golf at all before last week. And all of a sudden, Kuchar looks like the old Kuch again. Those are four names that kind of jump out to me that have had success here in this range. What jumps out to you? Uh, and I got to say, I just quickly, before I get into it, um, you forgot Cameron Tringali, who's yeah. been playing incredibly sneaky. And I am not on Tringali. My partner in crime, Pat Mayo, tried to sell me on Tringali today. Mm -hmm. And I, I like to do the uh, outright stuff sometimes, Travis. And Tringali's betting number is almost like the books are telling you. Like they're asking you not to bet him. It is like 30 to one for Cameron Tringali. It's like they're trying to trick you. Like you, whatever you do, don't bet him. Like they know he's going to be great this week. But for me in this range, I mean, you, you've hit on it. Tons of guys playing great. Connor's defending champ. Uh, the putting is matching the ball striking a lot. Charlie Hoffman, though, that guy carries form. He carries yeah. form. So he is a form player. It's not one of these like uh, – Charlie Hoffman, we're, I don't think we're going to see Charlie Hoffman like win out of like five straight missed cuts. He's just not that type of guy. He's going to win while the form keeps building. So I love what I am seeing out of Charlie Hoffman. Uh, Palmer, a dynamic player, especially in Texas. But I'm going to pay up in this range. I'm going to pay up in this range. I absolutely love Abraham Answer. He he came undone like halfway through his back nine on the way to a perfect 3-0 and match play where he would have played Billy Horschel in that Sweet 16. And who knows what could have happened from there. The way he has been striking the ball, incredibly consistent off the tee. Great uh, striker of the Irons. A, a home, what, he makes home in San Antonio, I believe, or Texas. So I want to say that mm -hmm. he's very familiar with all sorts of weather situations. Um, he is my favorite player in the field this week. I'll go as far to say. Wow. Abraham answer favorite yeah. player in the field. I think you just hedge your bet there on, on the matchup of this is going to be 
Mr. Answer. I certainly could like, I, I certainly like Answer. Answer is always, seems like that player's opportunity is always around the green. Stroke saying around the green seems to be a little bit further down the list here than normal on this. One in Australia, and that might be a common theme for other guys that I like this week. Uh, I know yeah. he doesn't have a PGA Tour win, so I'm asking him to break through in that regard. But uh, yeah, I see the arrows are pointing there. I'm not getting off. You got to be excited for Connors because he's always been able to hit the ball extremely well. I mean, we know this is might be the most underrated ball striker on the PGA Tour, right? I mean, as far as discuss, I mean, you think ball strikers, you know, Morikawa and Thomas, some of the big names, DJ, they start rattle them up, and you never really get to Connors. But Connors, with his strokes gained putting now, at the players, positive three and a half, he was seventh. At API, positive 3.8. He was third. You know, now he's going back to a place that he clearly loves. Didn't play great at the match play, but... Corey Connors improving with his putter. He's going to build on that win total. I I would think. Yeah. Uh, this was a guy last year, Travis, like before COVID I said, I'm, I'm going to probably lose a lot of money on Corey Connors this year because uh, I expected that I would want to be invested in him a lot. And then COVID hit. And then all the events that I thought he'd be great at either got wiped off the schedule or, when we came back from COVID, the fields were so strong that a guy like Connors, you know, I'm sure even yeah. if he played great, like we saw English do a bunch, it wouldn't have mattered. Like right. the winners out of COVID were all just like too high up the rankings mm-hmm. for guys of that Connors ilk. But here we are again. We're back at Texas at, at Valero. I'm a Canadian. He gets a lot of attention here as probably the, you know, the best Canadian golfer at the moment. It's it's great to see the putting match the ball strike. Yeah, it is. It, 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 is. it is. You we hate. You know, it's it'd be nice to like officially be able to take him off team no putt, but <laughs> we're not quite there. But I am all for Corey Connors, and well, I do think this might be silly because Connors did win last year. Well, I, I I believe answers win equity is probably stronger. Corey Connors feels like a very smart and safe play this week. Yeah, he seems safe. Yeah, he really does. Um, And I like Palmer. Palmer's kind of a – he can be a safe player. I'm with you. I just can't get excited about Cameron Tringali. Let me ask you this. Cooch at 9,000, you know, he looked good. He spent a lot of time with his coach, Chris O'Connell, who is right there um, in the Texas area. They seem to dial some things in. And, you know, hey, Coocher, he gives up length off the tee. But – we know he can putt, and he hits the ball like he did last week. Seems like Kuchar could be a, a reasonable bet at nine thousand. Yeah, no, I um, I don't have an issue with that, but I would probably rather pay up a hundred because I'm okay. quite, I am quite into Brendan Steele this week. I'll probably be invested in him in multiple ways. This is a comp course. To I mean, he's played well at the comp course, be it Safeway. He's played well here before. He had a great um, – those are good in and of itself, but to see that in a on a tough course at the Honda, he played quite well. Yeah. So um, I would rather – I got more faith in, in Steele. I like Steele quite a bit this week in many facets of um, golf investments. Yeah, I'm feeling your vibes there. Again, the guy that gets that putter going, um, and he's putting well, 5.3 at the <laughs> Honda, positive. That's a big number. 
you look at the past winners here, it is a mixed like bag of, of guys. I mean, as, I guess as we get lower down, uh, it does feel like your win equity is increased here a lot. As I, um, you know, just to go into it, Travis, like outside of Dustin Johnson or Jordan Spieth, if you are a middle of the pack back to your pro, who at like, and you're in a position on Sunday outside of DJ and Spieth, I don't think you'd be afraid of any of these guys. Mm-hmm. Like if you are, say, Sam Ryder, and it's your chance to win a golf tournament, and in your way is Corey Connors, that's a pretty good draw. Yeah. Like in the big picture of how hard it is to win some of these events. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm pretty excited about the random possibilities we'll get um, this week. But I do like steel quite a bit as uh, in that lower end $9,000 range. Well, to your point, um, Brandon Steele won this back in 2011. Um, ben Curtis won it in 12. Uh, let's see. Kevin Chappell in 17, Andrew Landry in 18. To your point, like these are some of the guys, right? These names that can show up. Now you have an Adam Scott in 10. Um, Stephen Bowditch won it back in 2004. He outdueled Jimmy Walker that day. Because yeah. I I remember being a groomsman in a friend's wedding, but I I think uh, I, I stakes on Walker, I guess. I just watched a vivid memory. All right. Well, let's pick here. So in the 9K range, the matchup is I'm going to go Charlie Hoffman versus what do you got? Abe answer. Okay. You're going uh, with Abraham answer. Yeah. I committed to, an- I had answer to win last week and I'm in this rut where guys I have to win last week and I don't go back to them end up winning. So I am sticking with Abraham answer in that regard on a course that I really do feel works for him. His birdie opportunities are going, um, to be there and uh, yeah no, uh, the play he had some nice scoring rounds with the players got bounced in a, a you know a total he played so well for two days and three quarters at the match play that I don't want to like be just so angry about how it unfolded at the end for him so I am back on on answer every metric I look at points to him being uh, the class and as I said when we started this range he might be, I think he's my favorite pick in the field this week. Okay. So an answer's at 97. I'm going with Hoffman at 92. Clearly likes it a first and a second here. Um, and I, I gotta tell you, I've been watching Hoffman from a distance now for a while, works with Mark Blackburn and Hoffman is improving. Uh, first and foremost, he's longer. He's 10 yards longer this year than he was last year. Um, he's strokes in off the tee. He's 34th. That's the best he's ever been approach. He's 18th putting. He's 63rd. Um, this is a guy that's improving and I think that little extra distance, uh, is going to start really paying off for him. I think he's kind of really starting to get comfortable with where he's at now, um, with not this new game, but certainly some changes that they have made that I think Hoffman is set to have a nice run here. I really do. I think Hoffman's going to have a nice run here, um, with the spring and the summer. He was 17th at the players, 10th at the API, I think Hoffman could do it again here uh, in the 9,000 range. So that's that. All right, let's move down 8,000. Got a little bigger list here to choose from, including Ricky Fowler at 8,100. You talked about that. When I look at Ricky, um, now you know my background. I'm kind of in the instruction side. That's my craft. When I look at Ricky, he's in between right now. 
when you talk changes in your golf swing, Jeff, Ricky made some of the biggest changes you could possibly make. And when I watch him now, he's in between and he's hitting that hard pull and he doesn't want to hit the hard pull. Then he hangs on to it, hits the white. And that's a tough spot to be 8,100. I'd be shocked if, uh, if Ricky, you know, wins this thing. Another guy I want to ask you about that I was big on, um, and we've seen signs is Sam Burns at 8,000. Yeah. Right. The guy was really good early, but all of a sudden he's been really bad. And, um, you know, what do we make of Sam Burns now coming into this event, a golf course that needs a good driver and a good ball striker, which he is, and a good putter on Bermuda greens, which he is, you know, play him. I probably will. Um, Travis at that $8,000 price is pretty tempting. He's tempting in a lot of aspects this week, but you're not wrong. The API number is ugly. The players championship number is ugly. Maybe you're just happy that he's out of Florida. Um, getting to Texas, we had great success. The, the, the birdie looks were, were, were never ending in California and Texas. I guess the question becomes, did he miss the window? Uh, you know, cause there's like, did he miss the window? Is there still gonna like, is just mm-hmm. is it open where he can just, crank it open again i'm still believing it's not closed on him for this year i mean like we saw max homa take that window and smash right through it as his stats were all sort of trending perfectly yeah i didn't have the guts or the will like i wasn't there that week i didn't feel it but but the stats pointed to it like when you were talking about it before the tournament it was still a big ask for him nonetheless um I'm also one of those believers that these guys actually learn from those experiences on weekends with late tee times and his, his trophy case is gonna, is gonna grow. So I do like Sam Burns this week at 8,000. I will have investment on him. Yeah. He's, he's not going away. I mean, you know, on tour, you got to do something great. Like there's gotta be something you can hang your hat on and Burns does a couple things extremely well. He's, he's a great iron player. He's a great putter. Uh, he's not really good around the greens. His driving, um, he's he's lo- he's he's got some length and get a little crooked at times, but um, I, he's not going away. He'll rebound. It will seem again. I'll probably I'm probably going to lay off him here uh, this week. And as we just kind of stay towards the bottom of the eight thousands, and we'll work up here to the top. You know, Aaron Wise is kind of another one that it was the other way around. He really struggled early, and then all of a sudden he shows up at the Honda gets thirteenth. But that putter is such a huge question mark. I mean, this guy, when you talk about struggling putting, he struggles with that putter. And all of a sudden, you know, he has a good week at the Honda, which we see from time to time. You're going to, you like an Aaron Wise here to kind of keep it going and build some momentum at a golf course where the wind's going to be blowing. And uh, A, you know, ball strike and check. But B, you know, you're going to have, you got to make some putts too. No, I'm not there with Aaron. I'd rather be on Sam Burns. And there's a couple um, just moving more into the mid-range of the price points here. There's more guys in the 8,000s I'd rather be in. And I think I can get from Wise what I'll get in the 7,000s, to be honest. So into the mid, you got Damon at 82 coming off the win at Corrales. There's Hadwin, 83. He was eighth at the Honda. There's Keegan Bradley, who will ball strike your face off. He And the putter kind of warming up a little warming bit up, and he was outstanding at the honda travis yeah. he just he got caught in the bear trap it happens um mm-hmm. but if he 
I'm not saying Valero, like you can't find trouble there. You've pointed out the trouble can bite you, but it's, how do I put that? The way he's hitting the ball right now, I, I really like Keegan and there aren't sort of those bear trap situations. Although Keegan can make a mess out of anything. So <laughs> I don't want to like, be, I don't want to go to the wall too hard for Keegan, but he's hitting it beautifully. And I think the week sets up well for him to have quite a finish. Yeah, I do too. I like Keegan at 84. You know, he's always struggled with the bear trap, by the way. I mean, he's terrible in the bear trap. Um, It's just, I don't know if it's a mental thing or what it is. Interesting to see Zach play. He never plays before the masters Uh, finished eighth at the Honda. In fact, he's inspired here. He'll, he'll play. You think, you think with Zach, um, you know, you probably want the wind to be howling. I would think, right? For him, um, you just dirty it up a little bit and let me just hit this little bunt out there and just kind of hold on to the ankles for a while and then I'll rest you to the end. Uh, that that would be the Zach Johnson recipe uh, this week. Let me ask you though, because okay. um, winners off win, you know, they're always popular. They're sort of in the headlines, so there's just more name value in them. Joel Damon, an amazing story. We all love it. We don't mm-hmm. sort of need to go through that right now. But in terms of his outlook for this week, when he had a quote, I don't know if I'm ever going to win again, so I'm going to pretty much party like it's the like last night on earth sort of mentality. Um, I Like from a head-to-head, I know like it's sort of people are joking, like should we just go full fade on Joel <laughs> this week? Like he's literally – Telling us he's going to Shane Lowry like post the Open Championship right now. <laughs> well, I know uh, Joel and Gino that we we grew up in the same part of the country in Idaho, and so I know a thing or two about those celebrations uh, that's happening right now. So I'm going full fade with Joel Damon <laughs> because he very well might be wearing the same outfit when he shows up on Thursday oh, that morning. White shirt? He's going to oh yeah, there's oh there's wouldn't put it yep. <laughs> uh so but man you know he's got some he's got some runway now right so it's like he doesn't have to play good at tpc san antonio he's got a little runway here to to make it happen um but it's good to see right because he's such a personality and we need that in the game and you know he's a great guy i mean he's just a great spirited and so is gino his caddy and we need those characters uh in the game like that but as I keep as, as I keep moving up here, um, I'm not sure what to make of Chris Kirk. Uh, I'm really excited about Lanto Griffin and his progression. Um, I think he's properly priced there at 8,700. Um, I've been big on Cameron Davis for, you know, he was one of my guys to watch heading into the year. He's that modern player. He looks the part. <coughs> probably has he completely delivered yet? Probably not. I'm kind of waiting for that Cameron Davis moment, perhaps it's here, or do you like maybe a C woo and pay up for him? Um, so of the two players you mentioned, well, I don't really want to pick on any of them, but I am, I'm quite confident in Chris Kirk and comfortable paying that 8,400. The guy at the top 20 machine, he broke my heart. Something happened on Sunday at the players. I'm not even talking about the win, but he, like, just completely self-destructed. He finished 48th, if you remember, 44th. If you remember how well he was running at the players and even how late he was teeing off. He even made a couple huge numbers down the stretch. Obviously, it's a long, tiring week at Sawgrass. Something happened to him there. 
but he was running in like top 10 all week. So just think of that when you see the 48th. Um, incredibly precise with those longer irons on those longer par fours. I'm I'm here. I'm all about Chris Kirk continuing everything he has been been doing this week. And while you know debating the win is hard and tough, uh, and I think maybe guys in this range might bring better win equity to the table. Top ten equity, I to go with him is over almost any of the guys that we are going to discuss in the range. Though he's not my favorite pick in the range. So Kirk. This putter like just disappeared all of a sudden um, at TPC Sawgrass. I mean, he just literally just lost it. It couldn't make anything. Um, but he's another good story at coming back. Here's a guy that just hits that little. I mean, you want to talk about hitting the same shot over and over and over and over and over and over again? Chris Kirk is about as monotonous as it gets. It's a, like a two-yard draw. Starts in that window, draws two yards. Starts in that window, every single club Jeff in his back wedge through the driver. Um, you know, he doesn't do anything like crazy great he's just kind of doing it all you know fairly well so yeah 86 you've got me thinking there i've i've been kind of bullish with um lanto at 87 um, I like a lot it's it's it, this is a tough range it's my most yeah I mean, like a lot of people this is a range that's pretty popular yeah me, it's a range that from an outright betting perspective um i spent a lot of time discussing this week because i think there's a lot of really good options in there Lanto certainly being being one of them. Yeah. So let's get it. Let's go head to head here. I'll give you in this range. I'll give you Lanto Griffin versus who? I'm taking Cam Davis. I'm a believer in Cam Davis at the moment. Uh, had that third place at the American Express. That Landry lost in a playoff to John Rom, and then Landry one here so i don't know if there's a crossover there but if american express works here i'm happy because i do like abe answer a lot but but cam davis has found something i want to say he was 13th off the tee at uh sorry eighth off the tee at honda 13th with his approaches travis he was abandoned around the green something that i wouldn't expect to yeah. continue and another guy like abe who has won in australia and that again will remain a common theme for me mm. As we do this show. Very nice. I thought you might go with Siwoo there. Your boy, Pat. I know loves I thought about, it. I thought about <laughs> it. He's very live. I know uh, a couple articles I've already read this morning. People I, I respect a lot have picked him have picked him to win. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that would surprise nobody. But I don't know. Just I, I think Cam Davis fits fits quite well um, with what's about to happen. This it's week. coming. It's coming with Cam Davis, you know, for sure. You, you think this this next shelf is going to come for Cameron Davis. Lanto, to me, this is like the field for him. You know, obviously he knows a thing or two about winning in Texas. Uh, he won in Houston. And he's playing solid golf. Um, 35th at the Players, 21st at Arnold. He was 7th at the Farmers. Thing with I've been watching with Lanto, it's just kind of a steady improvement in the approach game. I think he's becoming a little bit more of that upper shelf now uh, approach game player. He can get the putter going. He seems just that solid pick to me, more so than Davis. And Kirk, I would say, is right there at 8,600 as well. But Siwoo, you know, is a guy that when he can get it going at 8,900 paying up feels about accordingly, about priced accordingly as well. 
yeah, I got I <laughs> certainly not gonna besmirch uh Siwoo Kim. All right, so here's what's gonna get crowded it's a crowded range and he can't pick everybody, so yeah. the decisions are tough and it's the hardest ones because those are the ones where it's like, ah, uh, if someone's gonna win that I almost picked, it's probably gonna be one of these guys. Well, here's where it gets fun now. Let's move it on down to the seven kit. And uh, we got a lot of guys here. We'd have to talk for the rest of the day to talk about everybody in the seven and the six. I'll give you three names. Um, no. Yeah, I'll give you three names here. I mean, you got to talk about Ryan Moore, obviously, at 79. I mean, this is a guy that loves this place. I mean, third in 2019, seventh in 2018. Um, I like Brandon Grace as well. Yeah, he's played well here. It's been a couple years since he's been here. He was 10th, I believe, in 17, one in Puerto Rico. Knows a thing or two about playing in the wind. And then as I move down, you mentioned this name earlier, Sam Ryder. I kind of like Sam Ryder at 7,400, eighth at the Honda, second at Corrales. Feels like Ryder could be a good spot for him too, maybe. Yeah, no, I like uh, Sam Ryder. I think he's. Uh... Very sneaky this week. I know there's a really big, probably triple-digit outright number on him that is worth being debated. Fancy little second place. He had a lip out. Him and Campos slipped out on 18 yep. yesterday. Um, Campos obviously more dramatic in the moment, but but yeah, was right there in incredibly tough conditions uh, at the end there. So I'm I'm very live on on. Um, well, uh, on Sam Ryder, you had mentioned Brendan Grace. I really love Grace this week. Mm. If you go with Grace, you just are praying the harder it plays, the better for Grace. There's a winning score that I don't think Grace will get to, like if the course plays a certain way. Um, but there's also a winning score that makes him, to me, like – all. I don't want to say a guy to beat that's unfair, but if you're going to tell me a winning score is in a certain range, like that Brandon Grace winning score range, uh, I could get pretty excited about Grace at 7,900. I would pivot off your Ryan Moore. <clears throat> and for me, I am about Harold Varner, the third, this okay. week. Um, Harold Varner. I, I guess it's a theme that I'm now going to continue Australian winner. Uh, Ken Davis, Abe Answer, Harold Varner. Uh, I think that this sets up well for how Harold attacks the golf courses. We'll obviously need our putt luck, and I was quite all in with Harold last at Pebble, and he that was not fun. But but I do believe that uh, the challenges that Valero presents the players could work in Harold Varner's favor. Yeah, he checks strokes gain T to green here. Um, Let's see, last 24 rounds, he's sixth. Um, stroke scan around the green, checks that box. It's the putting, right? You just got to have a little putting with. Yeah, you got to get the putt luck. That, hey, listen, Connors was not the putter last year when, or last time when he won this that he is now. Yeah. Uh, North Landry, like, yeah, putt luck, a lot of it. A lot of the guys that I am banking on this week, I am depending on some putt luck. EVR, he gets through. Sweet 16, decent week. I'm going to pass on him, I think, this week. But what say you? Uh, yeah, no, they're just other guys. Uh, sneaky player, but he'll give them back just as quickly 
as he makes them normally. Woodland, to me, attractive option here. I, you just want to see signs of life. I, I'm such a big fan of Gary of Gary's. It would be nice to see him trending in the right direction. Um, ver- you could make the case in a lot of ways, you know, from a win equity per- perspective, he's got a lot more than than this field represents. And I'm going to be banking on Matt Wallace, Travis, gaining some confidence in his Friday meaningless win over Sergio Garcia, but it wasn't meaningless to Matt Wallace, um, who's very open about the progress he feels he's making without seeing results. Uh, I believe this is the type of week where the results can show up on the scorecard for a player like that. Yeah, and it's the first time player here, Matt Wallace, never has never teed it up here. I kind of like, I mean, Martin Laird's certainly someone who's has shown signs here. Um, T36, T11, T18, his last three starts. Let me give you two names, pick one. Phil, showing some form. Yeah. 7,500. The Gim Reaper, 7,300. Who do you like? I like the Gim Reaper. He is showing up on my modeling in just the amount of birdie looks he is getting. Guy gets a ton of birdie looks. That is something you know, can hope the putter gets hot and he's in contention, but you ain't going to go backwards. You, normally, when you're getting birdie looks, you're not going to go backwards. You're not going to uh, miss, miss the cut. Let me throw one at you. Sneaky argue value the guy is a multi multi european tour winner and can get scorching hot burn Wiesberger. yeah he got in um how did he get in well he was in the match play last week yeah, he was in the match play yeah but he was a late addition wasn't he i'm not i'm not sure but he's uh on the boards so so burn Wiesberger. yeah i like Wiesberger. i think i like I think I like um, Andrew Putnam, though. Yeah, the brothers Putnam. I like the Putnam. I think I would take Putnam over Weisberger. Putnam at 76. Weisberger's at 72, so you'd have to pay up for it. Um, But Putnam is a guy, to me, Jeff, that's showing incredible form. He's played well here in the past. He's fifth at Puerto Rico, fourth at API. Uh, he finished eighth here in 2018. I mean, at 76, Andrew Putnam playing well, loves the course. I think I'd take him over Weisberger. Is that wrong? Nope. I don't think you're wrong at all. But I could tell you, I think a lot of people this week and sort of the early musings that I have come away with um, is Harry Higgs. Yeah. Seems like a guy a lot of people um are targeting this week when i mentioned those birdie looks that doug gim shows up on harry is on the same list at the moment travis this guy gets so many looks at making a number that um at this price point it versus this field i'm expecting him to be very high owned i mean mm. that would almost be the only negative i want to throw on his name as it pertains to this event would be his ownership yeah, and he's gaining form. I, I think that's a very good find there and a very good pick. I, I, I certainly like Higgs this week as well. 
uh, 29th at the players, 19th at the Honda, and steadily improving here with the approach game. 8.1, Jeff, positive at the Honda stroke scan approach. That's a big number. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I'm quite high on Cam Davis. I spoke about him earlier, the um, 13th in approach, the 8th in driving, but Harry is doing a lot of those things, and it's it's a lot cheaper or in other respects from outright uh, DK Sportsbook. I know Harry Higgs 130 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook, Travis. Wow. That's a pretty big number. It's bigger than a lot of other places. So uh, he's quite, quite live. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good pick. Munez, another one to look at 7,600, finished third here at 19, seventh in 18. Certainly likes this venue. All right. So the matchup I'll give you in this range. I'm gonna go with Brendan Grace versus who do you got? I am I'm going with Harold Varner the third. Okay. All right. Brandon Grace versus Harold Varner the third in the seven K. All right. Let's give them, let's give our audience here. We'll finish up in the six K a few names um, to think about. I'll give you one. I'll give you one that very little track record. In fact, he's not even a pro yet. Austin Eck wrote, uh, Eck wrote uh, miscut at the U S open 12th at the OHL plays for Oklahoma state. He was part of that championship team. I actually spent a little time with Austin at the college golf showcase event in December and Austin is going to be kind of like that Wills Altors kind of player. Um, he has that kind of get up. He has that kind of go. He's an experienced player. He was the fifth. I think he was the fifth man in the Oklahoma State team when um, when they won it all with Victor Hovland and you know Matthew Wolf and that whole crew. So he was a freshman when they were seniors, and he was like toe to toe with these guys. You know, he was like, I'm 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 right here with you guys battling. And the coach is like, Yeah, he's he's every bit. Ekro can go. Good ball striker, good length. And let me tell you something. The dude can fill it up with the putter. He's just that confident young man. 63, you know, he got a little sniff at OHL, played well. I could see Ekro making the cut and making some noise. That's a name that maybe no one's thinking about. Yeah, no, I've got... (laughs) (laughs) What do you got? I I like it. Um, He was... I've been sold the goods on him before, so I am... I'm a fan and I'm looking forward to seeing it all come for him. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I don't see this range clearly. It's not something that um, I sort of just like to see who, uh, how do I put this? My boy, Pat Mayo, who <laughs> loves these sorts of down bottom range or the super dogs. Yeah. It's got me all in on the 6,400 on Batia this week. Try okay. Yeah. Uh, guy hits it an absolute mile. And from a DraftKings perspective, I think he's like third off the tee in distance in this field, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, might be worth that gamble alone. As well as sneaky, sneaky, the sneaky Norwegian could play well here for a lot of the same reasons we discussed with some other players. Kristoff uh, Ventura, both of them are 6,400. Yep this week um in the 6k range those are the two guys that i am looking at and vatura was on that oklahoma state team as well i think he was the fourth guy number four player is part of that team um yeah those are good i'll, I'll give you one more here um bo hogue you know we all have our model we kind of build it in he's someone that uh kind of flashed up there on mine uh first time here at valero 
you know, 43rd off the tee this year, 87th in punting, strokes gained total, 70th. Let's have a week, Bo. Let's have a <laughs> let's have a week at 6400. Um, you know, another guy that uh, will turn pro eventually is Mac Meisner. He's at SMU. I don't put Mac quite with Austin, um, but he's a good player. You know, very very long off the tee. Is he playing? I think Meisner is. Yeah, I think he's. I think his first. Yeah. I believe. I believe he is Meisner. Six K. Yeah, he he uh, SMU, and um, you know knows how to play in these conditions. Would not be surprised to see him make the cut either. So I'll give you Eckroat as my top collegiate, and then Meisner as a, as a one A under that. We could talk forever in the six A, but I feel in the six K range. But I feel good. I think we've pegged it this week, this golf course. I think we've pegged it absolutely perfectly. I'll be filling out a number of teams in the DraftKings, of course. You can play. But then if you win tickets as well, go to DraftKings Sportsbook. And I know you get some win tickets, some head-to-heads, top 20s. As gambling and golf has taken full circle, you've got to love it. It's so much fun. I follow your guys' stuff. You do a great job. And I, um, I really appreciate you coming on uh, the matchup here. And hashing it out a little bit. No worries. I appreciate you having me on. I enjoy talking about it. It is it is a lot of fun. Like golf, the 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 ways you can gamble on golf. It's it's quite incredible. The fact that it's sort of gaining popularity. Like you got these friends or or just people you know that've been betting forever, and you like they literally bet on golf, and they're like, "How did I not know about this?" <laughs> right. Whether and there's so many lanes, like do what works for you. Yeah. Obviously, I love the you know the 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 sweat of a potential big return of an outright, but whether it be matchups or just you know you don't picking a guy on Thursday or before Thursday's hard. Get in on Saturday night. Like yep. who cares? Um, the daily matchups, the tournament matchups. It's like DraftKings. You want to play your double ups, your GPPs, your head to heads. There are so many lanes. Like you find the one that you enjoy. And and then she's you're off. Or I try not to drive in all of them. It can get costly that yeah. way. But I, I pick my lanes and I, and I attack them. And I have so so much fun with the golf sweats. Yep, I like to I, I like to fill out multiple lineups, and then I like to have my my win tickets. You know, that's kind of my game. And um, I'll, I'll throw some head to heads in there occasionally, but I like to, you know, who's gonna win? Got to hit a few of those, but then as fantasy golf, right? Try to go through this and make make some good out of all of these names, the golf course that they're playing. And I think hopefully we give them some good advice. You can take those, play them how you like, but uh, should be fun. Valero, Texas Open. We'll be back next week. We'll turn it called the Masters. And uh, we'll be breaking that down here on the matchup presented by DraftKings. He's Jeff Feinberg. I'm Travis Fulton. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time.